You're listening to Borderline Idealists. Join us every other Sunday for new episodes where we focus on anxiety, depression, and BPD. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and our Patreon link to support us. Together, we can give a voice to those who suffer from mental illness and tear down mental health stigma. If you're a longtime listener of the show or someone that cares about mental health outreach, we need your support. Right now, donate $5 and receive $5 free if you're a first-time user of the Cash App. Our handle is Molina Young. Cash App is a preferred method of receiving donations since it lets us keep 100% of what you send us without the outrageous transaction fees. For detailed directions, visit borderlineidealist.com forward slash give and get. Thanks, Chris. We've also started offering one-on-one peer support and DBT training. The first session is free and only $40 a month with up to four sessions per month and open access to us via email. Our consulting service is not just for mental health either. If you're interested in podcasting yourself, we can assist you in getting your podcasts off the ground, finding your niche, podcast management, and mentorship. Interested in being a mental health advocate? We are offering internships like social media marketing for the podcast. For more info on all of these topics we've mentioned, please go to borderlineidealist.com. And thanks once again. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hasta mañana. Buenos días. Buenos días. What's hasta mañana mean? I'll see you tomorrow. Is it mañana morning also? No. Come on. Oh, yeah. Mañana is... Exactly. No. Hasta mañana. Mañana is tomorrow. But it never means more. Anyway. Good morning. What else do you... Mañana. Okay. Ooh, Chris, you're Spanish. We're stretching. We're getting ready to go for a walk. Uh, have our kitten, uh, Luna, in a cat backpack. Um, and uh, she's coming with us. And I've been trying to walk all this week. Um, and I... Invited Chris to come with me because, I mean, obviously he needs to get out and walk more, so. I'm just kidding, baby. You're perfect. I mean, look at those, those, um, your calves. Yeah, they're just so sexy. <laughs> that's, ooh. That's when I knew I was in love. I was like, ooh, look at that. My, mine are kind of weak, you know. I'm just, uh, doing the best I can. <laughs> um, my legs are, have been burning when I do the, my morning walk, but. I think that's good. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm doing stuff. Oh, shoot. What? We take an umbrella? You think it's gonna rain? I don't think so. Okay. You want me to look it up real fast? Eh, it's probably fine. I think it'll be okay. It looks like it, uh, it already rained, though. Yeah. So, I really did wanna uh, talk about the, I guess the, small little podcast episode I posted before this and about um, negative self-talk and and dealing with childhood trauma. Um, Hold wow, on. I wish we had a sidewalk. I mean, what do you want me to do? I can't walk in the gutter. I'm not walking in the gutter. They need to get over. They need, we, we need a sidewalk. Where's our, where are our tax money going? Um... But yeah, I, uh, every night that I go to sleep, you know, 
Chris knows we I well we both listen to like positive affirmations and repeat them back in our head and um but I still had I still had issues fighting that negative force within me and you know Chris this morning after talking to my dad I don't hear that voice anymore all I hear is like a hopeful voice that says you're gonna be all right. You're okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I think you know, I struggled um, if I was gonna contact my dad or not. You know, I was like, maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe it's a good idea. And so I decided to wait till he got off of work, and I said, hey, um, I want to have a conversation with you. He said, uh oh. <laughs> you know, every time I call my dad, what does he say, Chris? When I call him, he says, hey, hey, Ashley, what's up? And you, you need something for a little. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just calling to say hi. What does he say, Chris? <laughs> what? Every time that I call. What does he say? And no one ever calls him. Yeah, no one ever calls me. I was like, tell them, Chris. Tell them the truth. <laughs> My dad's like, oh, nobody ever calls me unless they want money. No one ever calls me unless they want something. And so I try to go out of my way to call my dad <laughs> and just check on him. I go out of my way, I think it was like five years ago, to say I love you to my dad. It felt really weird. It still does. And then he finally said it back to me later on, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was talking to him and trying not to accuse him of anything and I kept saying that I don't want to accuse you of anything you know but I've realized that I have a lot of negative self-talk in my head and this entire time I've been worried about succeeding whatever that means and I think it it was whatever your definition of succeeding was that I couldn't meet and so, you know, I've been suicidal like almost every day because I, I can't be you, you know? And I tried to explain to him, you know, how, how he made studying and um, studying and, and homework and all that stuff, just pure hell, just calling me stupid. And he did it to all my siblings, all my brothers. My sister got away because I guess she was just smart and she, she did her work. Um, but then I, I told my dad, you know, you always said that when I got to middle school, all of a sudden I just stopped working. <laughs> I just stopped doing stuff. I remember my dad telling me that in middle school. Wow, you used to be so smart in elementary. You used to be on honor roll. You just, just stopped. I said, do, do you know why that is, Daddy? Like, do you... He said, no, I never knew. I mean, it was you and all your other brothers. They just stopped around middle school. I don't know what happened. I got, I, I paid for a tutor. I, um, I thought maybe it was like a social thing because maybe, you know, I know you guys had a hard time fitting in. So I put you into a social club and I put, which sucked. It sucked to be put into a, that, it's called Jack and Jill. And we were putting in, we did not want to be in it. It sucked. You know, we still felt like outcasts. You know, I paid for tutors. I tried to, you know, I stayed up and tried to help you. I don't know what happened. I was like, so you don't think it's odd? You don't think it's odd that... You want to get over here, Chris? Yeah. You're walking this way or what? That's fine. What are we doing? Okay. I'm following you. Okay. <laughs> I'm following you. I was like, you don't think it's odd that all of a sudden your kids just stopped achieving? Because we, we all love to learn. 
<laughs> I love to learn to this day. I ask questions all the time. I love, I'm very inquisitive. You don't think it's odd? He said, he said, yeah, I did, but I just thought, you know, I, I don't know. Y'all just got lazy all of a sudden. <laughs> and my mind was blown because I'm just like, damn, I mean, you know, maybe one kid doing that, okay, but two kids doing that, um, something's up. Three kids? What? You know? And then four? All four of your boys just stopped working in middle school somehow? What, what happened? What happened? Your studying happened. <laughs> your, you know, here's a tutor. You know, here's, you know, here's this. Here's this. Here's this. Here's your allowance. You got this stuff. You have this stuff. Now you're good. And basically he kind of made it my fault. He, he basically told me that he gave me everything that I needed to achieve, but we wouldn't take advantage of it. And I said, did you ever, you know, sit down and ask me how I was feeling, what was going on, why I was wearing all black in ninth grade, why I was, you know, doing this or that? No, I just, you know, I just tried to get, get you guys out there and, and, you know, help you maybe get some friends, get some... I was like, I don't think we needed that. I think we needed you. <laughs> I don't think we needed more stuff. You know, you can't, you can't just, you know, buy people's love. It really is impossible. And then he started getting very defensive. Um, and I tried to make sure, tell him I wasn't accusing him of anything. But these are, these are facts and if you want to know why it happened, I can tell you, because I was there. <laughs> and I was a kid then, so I didn't have a say of what was going on, you know? Mm -hmm. But what I did learn in therapy is that nobody, nobody's lazy for no reason. There's a reason why you're lazy. You know, if somebody calls you lazy, there's a reason why you stopped doing something. There's a reason why you changed. And just to know that my parents saw that and, I mean, and even to realize that my I mean, my dad did sort of physically abuse me, you know, kind of like knocking me inside the head. Um, to my little brother, Jossie, he hates pointing. You know, Jossie hates pointing to this day because my dad had a really sharp pointy finger and he would always um, do that to Jossie in the, in the chest. So when that happens, he has like PTSD from that. He would get mad. Um, and he was very verbally ab abusive to us, thinking that, if he did that, then that would motivate us. You know, you call somebody stupid enough, they're going to say, I don't want to be stupid. I'm going to do better. They're not going to believe it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's a little too extreme. So, you know, he, he was like, well, I did the, you know, I did the best I could. You know, I, 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 I gave you this, this, this. And when I told him, like, we needed him, he was like, I was there. I, I took you guys to the fair. I took you guys to amusement parks. I took you guys to, yeah. Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, it was fun. Thank you. But I just don't remember. I remember going through depression ever since ninth grade, um, ever since middle school. Depression. And there being no... Um, no one I could turn to. I, I didn't know it was depression at the time. You know, I, I, I always felt alone. I started feeling alone and I gave up on myself because I felt like my parents had given up on me. If you said something to my mother, 
she would just say, oh, no, your father's responsible for that. Um, my, my other little brother, Isaw, told me that my dad physically abused him. That's where I was going with the physical abuse. I'm sorry, just going around the bend. But that he um, actually slapped my brother around and punched him. And I didn't know until a few days ago that my brother actually gained weight so that when my dad hit him, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, I, 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 I cried. So, I mean, what? He gained extra. I thought he was just always like big boned or something. Like he, but my dad would always make fun of his weight. Oh, we got to go to the hefty section to get Issa some. He can't fit in any of these jeans. Okay, y'all, y'all stay right here. We got to go to the big section. We need the big and tall. He's just, and I guess he just wanted to make him ashamed of his weight so he'd work harder. I guess that's his, his MO. Hmm. But, you know, that, and, you know, I asked my brother if he ever talked to my dad about it, and he said, no. <laughs> he said, yeah, it was, it was horrible. And he still has a problem with fluctuating weight, you know? He loses the weight, and then all of a sudden it comes back. And he loses weight, and it comes back. And it's because, I understand now, it's because it's a, it's a comfort thing. He's protected, you know? I even read about women that have been sexually assaulted, um, assaulted or abused, they'll gain weight to make themselves less attractive to men so that, you know, they feel like they're safe. So it's actually like a safety. <clears throat> oh. I'm gonna go. I mean, really we have the right of way, Chris, we're pedestrians, you didn't have to stop. <laughs> You're a pedestrian. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really hurtful and to know that my, my mom never cared unless it was, um, something that she could use against my father. You know, she used to tell me, you know, oh, remember this, you know, in case we go to divorce court, remember that this happened and your dad did this, say you want to be with mama. Imagine being, a, <laughs> I'm just like, imagine being like eight years old and hearing that. Mm -hmm. I always thought my parents were eventually going to get divorced and I was going to have two Christmases. And I was ecstatic because I thought they were always yelling at each other. They hated each other. I was like, this needs to happen. <laughs> what more can I do to make you divorce this, this, this entire thing? Um, but my mom would only, she would give us stuff. You know, if first we asked our dad for $5, he said no. We'd ask our mom, and first we had to listen to a long speech about how bad our dad is, what my dad did, that blah blah, and then we get the five dollars. So we learned pretty fast that if you want ten dollars, you go to daddy and ask for five dollars. He gives you five dollars, and then you go to mama, and then you get five dollars, and they don't even talk to each other, so they'll never know. They will never know. <laughs> it's that it's that bad, and. And so I, I asked my dad in the rudest way possible because I, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be sure because I felt like if any other kid asked their parent this, they may be like, what? But I was like, daddy, will you give me money if I need it? If I ask you for money, daddy, will you give it to me? He said, what kind of question is that? I said, well, Daddy, if I only call you for money, not for anything else, but I say I need some money right now, will you give it to me? He said, Hajni, I've never abandoned you. I've never let you down. Of course. I said, okay, thank you. 
I love you, goodbye. And that's all I'm gonna call him for. <laughs> because that's what he expects. That's what he wants. He wants me to call him for money. That's what I used to do. I changed it to calling him and trying to say I love you and try to talk to him, but there's no reason to do that. The, the, the love that my parents give is, is not the love that I, I want and not the love that I even, you know, I, Chris, I feel like you love me more than my parents do because you know me more than my parents do. I mean, they're always talking about my short stories and how great my writings are and stuff, but they never became aware of that until I was um, in college and majoring in uh, creative writing. That's when they started caring. They had no idea what my talent was, what I could do, and they never helped me to hone my talent. <laughs> my dad just said, here you go, use it or lose it. And I, I really tried to explain to him that, you know, I don't think he was a, a bad father. I don't think he was horrible, but there was a component missing. There was an emotional component missing, you know? Mm -hmm. We had material things, that's great, that's wonderful. But I still felt like I wanted to die no matter what he gave me, you know? Mm -hmm. And he did not want to take responsibility for that. He did not want to hear that. And I've also read that usually your abuser will not, <laughs> will turn around on you, blame you, or will not take responsibility for it. I tried to talk to my mom about it and she just sidetracks. So I made the decision just to, I can't talk to them anymore because unless I need money. And is that, is that sad? Because what else do I need them for? You know, I said, hey, can I call you for money? You said, yes, okay, bye. So I asked Chris, hey, what do we need money for? Hey, Chris, like, don't call your dad and ask him, whatever, how much we need? I used to feel so guilty asking him for money, but if he's telling me that's what he's good for, <laughs> you know, I guess that's what I should do. Because, I mean, I think actually it's his responsibility to take care of me. He fucked me up. He doesn't want to hear about how he fucked me up, but he'll give me some more stuff for me to go to a psychologist or somebody to, to help unfuck me, you know? So... It's sad. I, I, don't, I don't know if I love my parents. I never knew if I loved my parents. I felt like I was always forcing myself to. Look, all my siblings are. We're always forcing ourselves to try to be close to our parents. And I just feel like that's enough. I don't want to do that. And, and I woke up today and I feel happier because I feel like I took care of myself when there was nobody else there. I, I found my, my voice in, in, in writing and in, in art and I, I knew what my skills were. I was there to hold my hand through my, my times feeling lonely and down and there was nobody else there. And if I was able to do that, then I can succeed on my own. I can never succeed how my dad wants me to. I can never be a doctor. I can never be an analytical person, whatever. I, I can't do it. If he wants to be logical and unemotional, that's not me. Okay? So I can't be what he wants. And I'm going to stop beating up myself for, for trying because it wasn't, 
it wasn't my fault. And what I realized is he, he had a, he had a chance to step in. He saw what was going on, and he said to himself, "Well, I got just got to give him more stuff and call him more names." That's what that 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 was it. And my mom was like, "Well, I just want to ignore them and just be like, hey, yeah, go to your dad." <laughs> That's basically what she did. <laughs> Every time we would go to theme parks to go out or something, we would always go with my dad. My mom would be like, "Oh no, 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 don't go. It's, it's for it's for you and your dad. It's, it's dad time, you know." Okay. It's sad, but talking to them drives me crazy. Actually, whenever I go over the house with my siblings, I always start drinking. And it gets out of control when I come home. Immediately, I start drinking. I'll start, you know, come home, hi, mama, hi, daddy, talking to them. And then five minutes after talking to them, you know, my sister gets a beer, then I get a beer, then my brother gets a beer. My dad's handing out beers. You know, my dad's always drinking when he gets home. So we have alcohol around that house like crazy. You know, <laughs> you see that like every time we go there, we're always drinking. We are always drinking. You see my dad tipsy, right? <laughs> yeah, af after seven o'clock now, he goes in. But that's that's another reason why I can't be around them. They, <laughs> I have to drink. I, I feel like I have to force myself to maybe like become somebody else to be around them, subdue myself so I can be around them. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to do that anymore because the only thing <clears throat> that I want from them is financial support if I need it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to live off my parents. I don't want to call my dad and live off him. But Chris, if we need something and we have nowhere else to go, I'm calling my dad and I will not feel guilty saying thank you and never saying I love you again. <laughs> because I don't love him. I don't love my mother and I don't love my father. They're my parents, the people that gave me birth, but they don't know me. They want to take credit for the things that I do now. You know, they want to take credit for anything good that I do. And then the bad things, well, they just happened because it was my fault. You know, I didn't do something, you know? So. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel lighter today. I feel happier because, you know, I... It was hard for me to revise any of my short stories or try to get them published because I was afraid of not succeeding. If I didn't succeed, you know, if I didn't get published or something didn't happen with my work, then I failed. You know, I failed. My dad taught me that I failed if I didn't get what he told me to get, you know? He told me, oh, your story is so good. You know, you should submit it, you know, and get a literature magazine. We can stay in the road, Chris. There's no sidewalk here, okay? You don't have to, please don't walk over into, let's talk over here. Don't walk over into the, the gutter. There's no reason to do that. The cars are gonna get over. There's no sidewalk. Why did they don't see us? Okay, well, then they hit us and then we get some money. That's how it works, there's no uh, sidewalk. Just put me out here. I'll get hit for the money. <laughs> do what I have to. I'm used to it. Do what I have to do to get the money. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I don't have to, if I fail at getting published, or if I fail at something, then the world isn't over because I can try again because I know that the people that I love will still be proud of me. 
I mean, my dad's face lights up when I, when I do something that is, you know, if I get a promotion or if I get a, a nice job or anything like that, he always, he'll reward me with, you know, love and, and say, oh, I'm telling every, I was telling everybody that you're working at Marriott now, you're a supervisor and they need anything. And after I um, lost uh, that job or left that job, um, He's like, I don't know what to tell him now. You know, I'd, when people ask about you, I just don't, you know, he's, I don't know what he's doing. You know, he's, a, you know, all of a sudden he's just not proud of me because I have no status anymore. Why would I be around that? So, I'm glad to have, I'm glad that I, I recognized what real love was, even when I was younger, and I'm glad that I sought it out when I got older. And... It just feels good to be free of the chains of expectations that I can never meet. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get over it super fast, but I do feel much better. I feel much better today. I feel I, I don't hear the negative voice anymore. I don't have to hear it anymore. I don't have to talk to my parents anymore. I don't have to. I, I, I literally don't have to. I was doing it because I thought I, I had to for some reason. And I had to do... No, I don't. They will still give me money if I don't talk to them. And that's all they're good for, unfortunately. That's all they understand. Because if, if my dad would abandon me without any money or you know if I'm homeless on the street, that will make him feel like he failed, I think. And so that's why he's like, let me give you something. You know, and no, I don't. I really don't want to be the son that just calls and just gets fifty thousand dollars and hangs up. You know, I'd rather not call him at all unless we're in dire straits. Then I'm gonna call him because I know that he's gonna give it to us. And then I know that after he gives it to me, I can just say thank you, and I don't have to say I love you. So I'm almost free. <laughs> <clears throat> Ooh, just got back home. Ooh, that's a lot. That is a lot, yes. You want to say something, Chris? Well, I think um, definitely what you've been taught. And and yeah, what, I mean, we we're not. Sometimes if we need to step away from people to heal ourselves, to get better, I think that's understandable. Um, you need to do what's right for you. And if this is going to help, then this, is, then this is what you need to do. You know, if maybe down in the future, things change for them, that they're able to hear you out or something, or you're able to process things, you know? My dad said that is not my. He said, "Hey, he said, hey, don't do psychotherapy on me, okay? You go get help for something. That's not gonna work on me." He, he said, "I'm doing psychotherapy, talking about my past. So, they're they're never gonna change, you know. And if they well, if they do, I hope they reach out to me and say, oh, you know what I learned today, you know. But I'm not gonna reach out to them, and, and I'm not gonna have any more hope they're gonna they're gonna change anymore. I had hope that if I gave them enough love, then they would." give me the kind of love that I was giving them, you know? Uh -huh. My dad never calls me out of the blue and says, hey, what's up? You know, how are you? You know, he never does. Uh -huh. I do that to him. 
and so I think I finally realized I there is no hope for them and that's okay I can let it go and letting it go feels so much better I don't, I don't have to worry about it I don't have to answer my mom when she sends me a hundred text messages and then it's talking about oh I don't you don't love me oh well well and then she's sending you text messages hey, where's Anthony oh my goodness no <laughs> and Chris is like why are you so mean to your mother no because if I talk to her she's gonna use me for something she's gonna talk bad about my father with me you know or, or try to try to get me on her side for something she may even ask me for money and never pay me back so there's there's just nothing and it's bad it, I feel like you know I realized my parents were okay but they were horrible parents they were self-absorbed parents what they wanted for us what they wanted for us what they wanted to give us what they wanted to mold us into and I can't be that I never was that and they'll never know who I really am because I'm going off to be somebody else without them. And I'm happy. I'm happy. But yeah, the, the hope is gone. And I, I know I don't... It's weird, you know, parents, you, you love your parents, I guess, because they're your parents, but... I don't feel like I I love them. I don't feel like I, I need them. I don't feel like that they'll be there for me only to, not, not, not emotionally, you know? Mm. It was emotional neglect, verbal abuse, physical abuse, and all I had to do was take advantage of everything that they gave me. That's, that, I mean, I think that's a lot of, you know, like a certain generational mm -hmm. type thing, this type of upbringing. Yeah, I'm sure his father did that to him, and my mom, maybe her, her father. Well, some parents didn't even, Yeah. like my parents, they didn't have even that, you know, my, my grandparents to my mother, my grandfather was an alcoholic, and my grandmother died... Um, when my mother was around 18, 19, mm -hmm. there's about, um, but before then, you know, she, she wasn't, um, they were poor, so she didn't get any much opportunities, you know, um, I remember mom saying that her older sister would get a lot more attention at school. Or she, they, she, my, my grandparents would pay for stuff at her school, mm -hmm. and then when my mom needed something, she said that they didn't have money. So that's part of her reasoning as to why she stopped going to school, because she was like, "Well, I don't have my parents can't pay for my school, so why do I even bother?" <clears throat> yeah. And um, so, you know, not. Not even all parents can afford to give their children opportunities. But the ones that can maybe sometimes only focus on that because they didn't have that. And I always felt guilty because I, I always felt like, poor rich boy. 
you're so sad because you had everything and your parents just never paid attention. You know, I felt bad. I felt, I felt like my problems weren't bad enough for me to feel that way. You know, mm-hmm. sure I was knocked around a little and verbally <laughs> abused, and but at least I had opportunities that other people didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. but I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy them or or even find the opportunities that I really wanted because no one asked me what I. Yeah, want it. They just chose for me, yeah. so it's... Well, now we know that, you know, we know better that children need more than just um, financial opportunities or um, physical things. I think... You know, I think that's sort of... What we now we know better? Now I, society I, knows? I, yeah, society, yeah. I think... I, I, I hope that society did know that before this, that, that children are emotional creatures and that they... I mean, they, oh, I well, maybe think, they didn't. I don't think that was a big thing back in the day. Well, I'm sure in certain families, it probably, it probably wasn't as popular, but I'm sure it, it's always been true that. Well, yes, it's always been yeah, true. Yeah, it's always been, but it's always been true that. My, that, my, that, my point mm-hmm. is that not, not culturally, not everybody was aware of that or. Yeah, not It wasn't cared about, yeah. in our society. Either. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I think, I, I, I really don't, I just don't understand how parents could miss that and think that emotions aren't important after looking at themselves you know what i think it's because they don't look at themselves my dad does not ask questions my dad does not ask questions about himself he will never go to a psychologist never he doesn't want to ask questions mm-hmm. he, he said well i made it <laughs> you know you should be able to too whatever so yeah. but i'm just i'm glad i'm still here because i know that i i could have been gone or or done something horrible to myself and I held on because not just hope for the love of my parents but I held on because I knew that I wasn't I wasn't what my dad told me I was you know I, I knew I wasn't like that and I Ooh, mad cat and I'm just mm-hmm. I'm glad to, to enter this day knowing that I'm free. But this is just a step. I'm free. So Thank God Almighty. We had it Gonna um, continue on working on ourselves and and um, hopefully we can get back to our regular postings. I know you guys, I'm sure our regular listeners have noticed that we've been a little absent. But, you know, there's Sometimes we need to take a break and and work on ourselves or take care of ourselves. <laughs> and this has been one of those times. I still but want I still want to do YouTube videos. Oh yeah, we totally do. And that. I, I I feel motivated now. I think before it was, it was it was difficult just thinking about all that stuff, thinking about how my self esteem was, thinking about what I could do. But yeah, I'm 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 glad to have this time. And Chris is saying we need to wrap up because he needs to go to work. So <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Why are you saying it out loud? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is I, the third time you say it, you said okay. But I'm yes, not. I do need to. See, you always get to talk one more time after you say wrap it up. Okay. Well, thank okay. you guys. You we love you. Word, yes. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> Bye. you. Bye. See. Okay. Go. You say goodbye. No. 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 I see how it is. <laughs>